Welcome to Dyslexic Life with Joe Reese, the podcast, week 21. And today I come to you from a very wet, very rainy, very windy Isle of Wight. Uh, yeah, weather is not good today. There seems to be torrential rain outside the window and quite a lot of water on the road. Anyway, that's where I am today. I hope that maybe the sun is shining where you are today or when you are listening to this. So it's been a super duper busy week. All sorts of things going on, which is very exciting. Not much assessment this week, actually. I've done a couple of exam access arrangements days and I'm going to talk about that a bit more in a minute I think. Um, I've also received some really exciting emails um, with some brilliant speaking opportunities interestingly from workplaces to go and help try and raise awareness of dyslexia um, and kind of what it looks like really sort of like keynote speaking events I guess that's what I've been asked to do but what's really brilliant is both of the companies that have contacted me it's part of a bigger kind of plan that they're having kind of like a neurodiverse day if you like where they're trying to train people up and put focus on kind of raising awareness in their workplaces so that's been really quite exciting um also did an incredible online consultation this week um, with a fabulous lady who had found me via TikTok. Um, Anyway, we were chat-chat-chatting and I asked her where she was in the UK and she told me and she said, oh, I only know one person that lives on the Isle of Wight. Um, But yeah, she was an amazing boss, this, that and the other. And I went, oh, right, okay, Who, who, who is it, you know? Anyway, basically, when she told me who it was, it turns out I do actually know her. I know her quite well. And her daughter goes to school with my daughter. Um, So didn't really do myself any favours in as much as it is a standard joke that if you live on the Isle of Wight, you do know everybody. And it's not true. You don't know everybody. But in this situation, it was a very weird, tenuous connection that I did actually know the person that the person I had never met on TikTok happened to know on the Isle of Wight. So there we go. That was a weird thing. And I hope I've explained that well enough and it makes sense. Anyway, um, So yeah, so that happened on Monday, actually. I had the consultation first thing, so I had a super duper busy day on Monday. So I had a consultation first thing, and then I have my one student that I teach who is home educated. And then I had two more calls in the afternoon, and I can't talk about those at the moment, but I will be talking about those in the future. Anyway, I had this window of an hour and a half and I'd plot, if you followed me for a long time, you'll know that I schedule and plot my week out and I write everything down so that I don't forget anything. So I had this window of an hour and a half and I don't know if I've said in the podcast previously, but um, my son is in Australia and I don't know if I told you, but he managed to misplace his passport a couple of weeks ago. Um, he had to move flats and whilst moving flats he misplaced his passport and when he came back from traveling and he got back to his flat he couldn't he couldn't find his passport and I told him not to panic I said like just spend a couple of days looking and I'm sure you'll find it anyway he panicked cancelled it and then typically like these things do it then turned up but he'd already cancelled it and ordered another one 
Anyway, it couldn't be sent to Australia. It had to be sent to the Isle of Wight. So it arrived. It arrived last week. It was all good. It's been very straightforward. He sorted it all out himself, bless him. But of course, I then had to post it to Australia. So I'd already tried before my consultation to be super organised and go to a post office and post it. But it turned out that the post office that I picked didn't open until nine o'clock and I had to be home at four, nine o'clock to start this consultation. So in this hour and a half window, I was like, that's fine. I'm going to go to Tesco and because I wanted to print a picture out to put in the envelope um, for him, I'll go to Tesco's, grab my things in Tesco's, do the, do the, do the picture, and then I'll go to the post office after, after that. So I'm in, I do all my pictures in Tesco's, wander around Tesco's, grab my bits, don't forget anything, which is miraculous. Get in the car, and I'd left my phone in the car because I'm trying to be stricter with my phone and not be on it as much and not be so attached to it. Um, and there was a missed call. And the minute I saw the missed call, I remembered what I was supposed to be doing in that hour and a half window. Um, And there was a man coming (laughs) to measure up for my new kitchen floor. And I'd totally forgotten that he was coming. And I'd totally forgotten that he was coming to do that because I hadn't written it down. Because for some crazy reason... I decided to play roulette. Why do we do that? I was like, I'm really excited about my new kitchen floor when the lady phoned on Saturday to tell me what time he was coming. I don't need to write that down. I won't forget it because I'm really excited about it. Yeah, turns out I do really need to write everything down. Anyway, luckily, he was a very lovely man. And um, he was like, no problem. I said, I'm literally five minutes away. It will take me five minutes to get back home. Five minutes away. Are you okay to wait? And he was like, of course. So anyway, got back. He measured it all up. We sorted all of that out. And then I had 15 minutes before my next call. So I was like, right, I can leg it round to my local post office, which I did. Got there. Didn't open until one. The person was on lunch break. So still hadn't posted the passport. Anyway, came back, did my very exciting school call school call with a new collaboration, which I'll hopefully be able to tell you about soon. And um, when I finished that, I finally managed to post the passport. But yeah, lots of dyslexic crazy in amongst there. I mean, it was just one of those days where I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't get on top of it. I felt like I was behind all the time. I. And even though I wasn't because I was setting my own schedule, it's funny, isn't it, how that old hang up from kind of being at school, you constantly feel like you're kind of chasing to catch up with yourself. And it was just one of those days. And yes, in terms of roulette, must always write everything down, even if you're excited and you think you're not going to forget something, always write it down. So, yeah, interesting. Um... I wanted to talk to you because I don't know how many parents listen to this, but even if you're not a parent and you are a dyslexic person or you're supporting a dyslexic person, um, in a live I did yesterday, it came up about supporting a young person's self-esteem and confidence and how the best way to do that. And I always talk about, there is a video on my TikTok if you want to go and have a look at the video on there. Although it is quite dark, so it hasn't had very many views because I recorded it in the evening. Um, but I talk a lot about, when I do my keynote speaking, um, about having the virtual self-esteem bucket. So school, sometimes it's work also. 
But that empties our self-esteem bucket. And the reason why it empties our self-esteem bucket is because we don't experience an awful lot of success in those situations because of the environment, because of the task, because of the fact that it's all reading, writing and spelling based. So actually, throughout the day, throughout the week, that self-esteem bucket empties. We actually need at least three positives to outweigh one negative. So actually, if you think that throughout the day, even if we only experience three negative situations, you know, you've got your spelling test back and you've practiced, but you only got five out of ten. You've got red pen all over something else. And it isn't red pen anymore, but you get what I mean. Um, You know, you you don't manage to finish your work or you can't keep up in the times tables test straight away. That's three things. So we need nine successes to weigh that out. Um, So I talk a lot about when I coach parents, finding ways to fill that self-esteem bucket up. Now, one there are quite a lot of ways to do that. One way to do that is to find the thing that your child is really good at, really loves, really enjoys, or things, mutual, Um, not mutual, plural. See, I can't get my words right today. Um, Find that find find those things and put your child in the way of it as many times as you can. So whether it's sport, whether it's music, whether it's dance, whether it's a combination of all sorts of things, whether it's rainbows, guides, scouts, whatever it is, find opportunities for your child to experience success and feel positive. So that's one way you can do it. Another way you can do it is actually by teaching them life skills. So people with dyslexia are actually brilliant at life skills. I mean, we all have to be good at life skills, but, you know, stupid things like actually learning how to change your bed, changing that yourself, you know, learning how to use the washing machine, kind of doing DIY type jobs, anything you can think of, any opportunity of something that you're even doing already, whereby your child can experience success and interestingly actually this is going to sound a bit bizarre but quite often we empty the dishwasher as a family or one of my children will help me do it and when we're emptying the dishwasher we have really good conversations because we're not kind of looking directly at each other so actually quite often when we're having those conversations things will come out that they'll talk about perhaps a negative experience or they'll talk about a success or whatever and actually when you're doing those things it can be quite a good route into having a conversation with them to help them kind of make sense of or come to terms with or for you to kind of build on that success so actually thinking about opportunities in everyday life where you can experience success is 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 another way you can do it And you're not necessarily going to want to do it if you're an adult, although you might want to do it if you're an adult. I have done it at different times. But the other thing you can do is have like a journal, book, blog, virtual document on the computer, whatever, where you start to build up almost like a scrapbook or a record of the successes and the positive experiences. So when they have a really bad day or when they're feeling really low, you've got this book that they can look at for reference of when they have experienced success. Um, So, you know, it might be that your kid is amazing at running. So actually you want to enter them in, in find kids running races that they can run and, you know, different runs where they can collect medals. I don't know. 
just something, a way of them experience success, experiencing success. That's what you're looking for. And it doesn't have to be academic success. Um, so there we go. And the very last thing I wanted to talk about, although, sorry, I have got to 12 minutes, was setting and sets and just a little bit of advice. So um, quite often children with dyslexia end up with a gap between their underlying ability and their literacy skill and their literacy skill becomes a barrier to them accessing the curriculum and when that happens they quite often end up in lower sets because they haven't got the literacy skill to write the stuff down but actually their thinking is at a a higher level Um, and so there are a couple of videos about setting on my TikTok this week. But but my kind of note is actually, this is where a dyslexia assessment can actually be really helpful. Because if you've got a dyslexia assessment that proves that their underlying ability is mid-average or beyond, it can give you a bit of leverage as a parent with the school that actually, if their literacy is not average or beyond, or if they're in a low attaining set, they're not in the right set because their ability is not lower, if that makes sense. So it enables you to have quite good conversations with the school about setting, is your child in the right set? Actually, what are you doing to support the development of my child's literacy skill to to develop that so that they can access the curriculum at a level appropriate to their ability? Um, So yeah, just, just bear that in mind. And if you if you have got a dyslexic report, um, I don't know the best way for you to contact me, actually, but I am thinking of running another, I did it this time last year, I'm thinking of rerunning the webinar, um, Unraveling Your Child's Dyslexic Report. I'm thinking about rerunning that. So keep an eye on my social media um, if that is something that interests you, um, because if I decide to do it, that's where I'll, where I'll be advertising it. Okay, so... That's the end of episode 21. I hope I've got the right episode number. I think I have because I haven't actually looked this morning. Um, thanks so much to all of you who follow already. Please feel free to subscribe if you don't. If you're new to the podcast, which I know some of you are because people always go back and listen to previous episodes, go check out some of the previous episodes. There's quite a few there now. Um, but all that is left for me to say on this very rainy Thursday is... Always look on the dyslexic side of life. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Have a great week, guys.